Welcome to Better in the Second Half podcast, your no BS guide to stepping into the best years of your life with tactical tips to feel better than ever. I am your host, Tara Gillen Petrosi, and today I have an incredible guest on the podcast for you. If you are new to Better in the Second Half, this is a platform that is dedicated to helping you embrace your true self and live your life with more purpose, vibrancy, health, and joy at any age. Today on the show, I will be featuring my first guest interview, and I honestly couldn't think of someone more fitting for this milestone. My first guest ever is someone who has been courageous on her pursuit to be her true self and is a clear example of how important it is to always believe in your dreams. She is a wildly successful influencer and has recently launched her own makeup line. In today's podcast, we are chatting all of the things, and not only will she be sharing her tips to business success, she will also open up about her struggles in finding her identity and how she pushed through all the haters. But before we get started, I must quickly mention my secret weapon to aging gracefully. As the years go by, so comes the wrinkles, brittle hair, and the aches and the pains, but this does not need to be your future. One of my favorite health supplements of all time to feeling younger and truly better in the second half is hands down liquid BioCell. If you have been hearing all the buzz on collagen these days, there is a reason for it, but it's hard to know which one to choose. With so many options on the market, it can be confusing to find the best, but look no further. Liquid BioCell holds seven international patents and is a unique collagen and hyaluronic acid blend. Hyaluronic acid is your wrinkle filler. Speaking of fillers, that is one thing you will not find in this liquid gold. BioCell is a single source, meaning it does not come from ground up animals or fish, and it is non-GMO and hormone free. Its unique liquid form allows your body to absorb 90% of that collagen goodness and contains none of the extra fluff that you find in most powdered collagens on the market. This means firmer, more hydrated skin, healthier and stronger hair, and better mobility without the crunchy knees or hips getting in your way. For more information on this product and $10 off, see the show notes for your unique coupon code. And now let's get to the good stuff. Here is my first guest interview ever. It was an absolute honor to share her story, and I know you guys are going to love it. When I was thinking of who I wanted to be featured on my first interview ever, I knew it had to be someone extremely unique and super special. Because as much as finding your calling and living your best life is ideal, it isn't always easy. In fact, most times we don't see all the hard work, pain, and difficult changes that need to be made to truly step into who you are meant to be. And that is why I could think of none other than our queen, Miss Julie Vu, to be my first guest. Not only is she a successful influencer whose content has over 100 million downloads and is known for spreading transgender awareness around the globe, she just launched her own makeup line, was crowned Miss International Queen Canada, and was the first ever transgender house guest to be on Big Brother Canada. She is also a dear friend with a heart of gold and is actually one of the funniest people I know. I am thrilled to announce the one and only Miss Julie Vu. Welcome Yay. to Better in the Second Half podcast. 
I am so excited to have you here and I'm honored to have you as my first guest ever. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored, so privileged. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here, Tara. Thank you. Oh, I am so excited to have you. I just wanted to tell you quickly how much I adore you. And again, thank you for being here and sharing your story and your truth. I mean, it goes without saying, but I'm so insanely proud of you and all that you've accomplished. And I am very grateful that life has put you in my path. Aw, thank you so much. It means so much to me, Tara. Thank you for having me. So people who are listening, if you don't know the backstory of me and Juliet, we actually met while filming a little reality TV show called Big Brother Canada. No big deal. Um, And I knew, I'll never forget, the second I met you in that gorgeous feather dress, that you were special. And all I wanted you to do was teach me how to do my makeup. Seriously, guys, if you are wondering if Julie is as flawless in real life, I am here to confirm and state the facts that girl does not have a crack on her face or a split end in her hair. And that is the truth. I love it. So let's get right into it. Um, What did it mean to you to be the first transgender house guest on Big Brother Canada? Oh my goodness. I've been waiting for someone like me to be on Big Brother Canada. And I've been auditioning for so many years. And so when I got it, I was like, I want to be the first. I wanted to be the first for everything. So me being the first transgender house guest on Big Brother Canada was such a, like a milestone. And to see that kind of representation in reality TV was just beyond me, you know? So I was really, really happy. And it just meant like, I have a platform to share my story for those who don't have a voice in the community. It was yes. huge for me. Absolutely. And as we dive into your story, it's so funny that you say that, like you are the first for a lot of things. So I love that about you because being the first one to pave the way. And like I said, we're going to get more into your journey and just what you've done over the years. That's also really scary. Like where do you get this courage to just be the first? Right. So it is definitely scary, but I guess like growing up, I didn't really see a lot of trans people online on social media. And I was like, where are all these people? Where is the information that I need to help me through my journey? And I didn't see that a lot. So I was like, you know what? Let me do this. At a point, I was like, this is a double-edged sword. I could live my life stealth and not tell anybody and just blend in with society mm-hmm. or be out loud and proud. And maybe that might cause some trouble. There might be some transphobic people in the world and they might be like, you're that girl from YouTube. You're the girl from Instagram. You're that transgender girl. Let's get her. And so it was just kind of like, a, like, what do I do? Do I be open or do I hide myself? But in the end, I'm like, there are people out there who need my help. Exactly. Why do you think it is so important to have more representation in the trans world with, especially with your experience? Cause you really did, we're going to get into it, but you did pave the way for a lot of other people out there. So why do you think this representation is so important? I believe the representation is so important because there are still a lot of closed-minded people out there. There are people who are ignorant and do not know much about transgender people and it just really upsets me to see that you know a lot of trans people are getting murdered every mm-hmm. single year and the number just keeps rising because of lack of knowledge and ignorance and I want yeah. to change that I want people to understand who we are 
and that we're here, we're queer, and we're not going anywhere. We're <laughs> good. Yes, Do not I- go anywhere. Julie Luke cannot go anywhere in my life. You are now mm-hmm. stuck with me forever, girl. <laughs> I am sorry. I love um, it. Okay, so we, I definitely want to dive into a little bit more of that, but let's, um, for maybe people who are listening who don't know you and your story, uh, let's talk a little bit about your transition. Um, when did you know that you wanted to make such a big change in your life? I always knew. I just knew that something was wrong because when you're younger, you don't really know better. You are just yourself. And so mm-hmm. I was this young child, you know, I was a boy, but then I liked boys and I'm like, what's going on here? As I got older, I started to realize like, oh, boys are supposed to be with girls and girls are supposed to be boys, but why am I a boy? And why do I like boys? And back then it was very black and white to me. I was like, okay, it's either gay or straight. I didn't know about all the other terminology or all the other gender identities and sexualities. So I labeled myself as gay I was very feminine. I was very girly. I played with Barbies, my little pony. My older brother just played with like, you know, hot wheel cars and was just like very manly. I was the complete opposite. And so as I got older, I'm like, uh oh, this is a problem. Like, this is not supposed to be. I wanted long hair. My parents said no. I just knew at a very young age that this was not the life that I'm supposed to live. Yeah, so you could feel it from a young age because you'll definitely see in media and people who may be maybe on the side of transphobic that it's all a trend and that now that more people see it, it's going to confuse children. But you're stating very clearly that you've kind of always known all along. All along. Like when I was a child, I just like loved Sailor Moon. I just I just couldn't understand why my parents wouldn't let me grow my hair out, why I wasn't allowed to wear dresses. It... I was so confused as to why I couldn't like right. all the other girls. Cause in my mind, I was like, I'm a girl. Like to explain it, I'm a female inside this male exterior. Like I'm trapped inside this body of mine. Right. Uh, that actually leads into my next question was how did your family and friends respond oh, with your decision? So it was kind of like a slow progression. So like I came out as gay, obviously they were kind of like iffy about it. My parents are from Vietnam. They're traditional, old school Vietnamese parents. And so it was tough, but I will say my parents separating was kind of like a blessing in disguise because my father was such a strict man. Like if they had still been together, I would not be who I am today because he would not allow it. And he still does not accept it. So in a way, like I went with my mom and she was more lenient. She loves her kids, whatever it is. Um, it, it took some time. It, it was definitely hard. I definitely faced a lot of obstacles with my mom and dad. Um, but I always say that time is the answer and you just got to be patient. Right. And that's so crazy. So with all that you've accomplished and all the things that you've done, you still don't speak to your father? I do speak to him. He does call me once in a blue moon, but then the conversation is just very like cold. It's like, he calls me by my dead name. He calls me John. And I'm like, I'm not John. Like I'm Julie now. Like, obviously you can see me, like I'm not the same person, but I would say, I think he loves me as a child, but it's just hard for him to get over the fact that I'm a different person now. Explain how you just said that dead name, because that's maybe a term that people don't know in the trans world and what that means to you. Yeah. So dead name is like your your birth name. And so my birth name was John. And, 
you know, a lot of trans people do feel some type of way when people don't respect their new name. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you that may, if you're living under a rock and you don't know who Julie Wu is, she is YouTube famous and she's actually documented her entire transition on YouTube. When did you start documenting everything and why did you choose to do that? Yeah. So I actually started YouTube just sharing, you know, I've always wanted to be an actor. I like filmed little skits here and there. Oh my goodness. This is actually so funny. One of my first skits ever was called John and Julie. And so I was still a boy, but I would play these characters. I I would play Julie. I would like wrap um, a towel around my head, pretending it's like long hair. And I would have this like persona. And then I would play John too. And it was just like, the dynamic of the skit was just so interesting, but like who knew that years later that I would actually transition to Julie. That is um, wild. It's, it's almost yeah. like a transition. <laughs> like your yeah. body inside was fighting yes. from so then started, on. That's crazy. Yeah. So I did that. And then later on I was like, okay, I'm going to share my makeup tips, my life, and then just my journey. I didn't find that content on YouTube. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, there are people out there who need this information. Let me be the sacrificial lamb or whatever. But no, like I just wanted to really provide that education and that information for people. And I didn't want to sugarcoat things. I didn't want to make it seem like everything was perfect because it wasn't. I was just very raw. I was just very real. The emotions were there. And people need to see the reality of how difficult it can be to transition. Absolutely. Did you, you know, you are sharing something that is so incredibly vulnerable. Like, were there any times where you're like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to show them. Like, I don't want people to see me there like this way. Was there any times that you wanted to stop recording? Not really, because I went into creating contents with the mission of being open and being an open book and not hiding anything. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to sweep anything under the carpet. I didn't want to sugarcoat anything. It was just like very raw and very real. The good times, the bad times and everything. I love that you did that. I think especially as social media is just growing (laughs) leaps and bounds by the day. I think it is so important for people who do have high exposures, influencers to be showing the good and the bad, right? Because there's so many people that get stuck in that highlight reel. So I love that you showed the vulnerable sides and continue to still do that. Show the moments that maybe aren't the greatest because right. I think it's always easy to look into a lens and be like, oh my God, it's just so easy for them when it's like, no, it took a lot to get here. It's not easy at all. Right. 100%. Your YouTube channel has over 550,000 subscribers, over a hundred million views, which is just bananas. Yes. Did you ever think when you made that first video that this would all be possible? Absolutely not. I was (laughs) absolutely not. I was born in a small town called Prince Rupert, Northern BC. And then I moved to Surrey and I was just like this, you know, just another person in a small town, small city. I never knew that I would grow to be this influential person that you see online now. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's so wild though, because knowing you now, I'm like, how could you not think that this wouldn't have happened? Look at you. It's like it was your calling. Um, Okay, so in 2019, you were crowned Miss International Queen Canada. Uh, How was that competing in the pageant? How did it feel to win? Walk us through a little bit of that and what it meant to you after this journey that you've been on. Yeah. To actually be crowned a queen. (laughs) (laughs) She is. It's legit. She's a queen. Nobody can take that crown. No, it's all mine. (laughs) 
Um, so no, when I first started my transition, I remember it very clearly as if it was yesterday. I was in my cousin's room. I was on her floor, like clipping my toenails and my nails. And I was watching this thing on YouTube. It was called Miss International Queen. And it was like the largest transgender beauty pageant. It's equivalent to Miss Universe, but like the transgender world. And I remember watching this trans woman from Canada, the only one who ever competed. Her name is Jenna Takalova. Um, and she was like a Canadian transgender woman who competed in this pageant. And I remember being like, I'm going to be on that stage one day. But in my mind, I was like, I'm never going to make it because I'm just starting my transition. I'm like, I don't know where I'll end up. Am I going to be beautiful? Am I going to be passable? Am I going to do well? But I just remember being like, I'm going to be on that stage one day. And who knew that five, six years later that I was on that stage? Yeah, and on that stage and won that stage. Yes. (laughs) She got the crown. Is it all that you thought, thinking of that time when you were a little boy, knowing that, you know, that you love dresses and makeup? Was it a full circle moment for you? Like, this is where I'm supposed to be? It was surreal. It was surreal. It was such a profound moment. And I'm just like, I can't believe this is my life. And so that's why I always say, like, dreams do come true if you keep hope alive and you fight for, you fight for it. Absolutely. Yes. Do you believe everything happens for a reason? Yes. 100%. Okay. If so, (laughs) can you tell our listeners maybe a time when something you really wanted didn't work out and how it benefited you later? Okay. So this might be like a different kind of answer for you, but I remember back in the day in high school, all my girlfriends would have boyfriends and I couldn't have that because I was like the only gay person in school and everyone thought I was like a social outcast and it was hard for me. And I remember this one girl telling me, you will never ever be a girl. Stop acting like one. You'll never have a boyfriend. And so I believe that for the longest time ever. And I just remember being like, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to prove this girl wrong. Yes, queen. so hard to become the woman that I am today now. And like, boys are just chasing over me. I don't want to shoot my own horn, but I'm just like, what now, Stacey? What now? And she calls her own yes. name. Yeah. That's amazing. But like that person, you though. Yeah. But like that person telling me that I cannot do this. I just wanted to prove her wrong. And I did that. You yes. Know And And a lot of people will go through, if somebody says something negative to them, they will just believe it. You took a negative and said, no, I am going to prove you wrong. (laughs) Good for you. I lit a fire fire under my butt. So, Yeah, thank God. And that fire is not going out anytime soon. Watch out, Stacey. Yes. (laughs) She is just getting started. (laughs) Uh, This is also kind of going to lead into that. Uh, What do you think was the hardest part? of becoming the fabulous Miss Julie Vu that we see today. The hardest part about becoming Julie was probably losing some friends that I thought I would have for a very long time, but also the scrutiny of the public and society. I felt like the beginning of my journey, it was really tough because I was still brand new to this. And being transgender back in the day was such a taboo. You know, everyone would just stare at you. It was tough because also sharing my life so personal online, people always have something to say and they still do to this day. I have them all muted. So I don't get the notifications of people calling me a tranny or a boy or that I'm a man and I should go die. I get death threats on a daily basis. 
I think that's like the hardest part. But then I feel like I've grown so much as a person now. I've grown such a thick skin to these negative comments. And I'm so confident in who I am. And so I'm kind of like proud of myself for that. Mm -hmm. How do you handle people who are transphobic when you do see messages like that? Or because to me, I still just can't believe that somebody has that much hate in their heart that not even knowing somebody, they would send somebody that they don't know a death threat just for simply being who they feel they are meant to be. So how, how do you react and handle that with such composure? Right. So for every one negative comment, there are 20 positive comments. And Mm -hmm. so that one comment is just so little to me. And I feel like I've grown so much. I block the negativity out because I I'm, I'm confident and I'm sure in who I am. I know I'm a beautiful, strong, independent woman. One negative comment is not going to destroy me. It might have destroyed me six years ago when I was still young and naive and maybe not that strong, but I'm thankful for those comments because I've grown so much. Right. So what would you say to somebody who is being belittled or abused for simply being who they are that might not have that confidence that has given you years to accumulate? If it's over online, that says a lot about a person because they're not showing their real face. And so if it was someone in person, that's a different story, right? Mm -hmm. I have, I'm grateful and I'm thankful to have such supportive friends and family members who are there for me. And I feel like those are the people that really lift you up and guide you and help and protect you. And so just having a good network of family and friends is super important. If there is somebody who maybe doesn't have that network, do you find that now there's a lot of online resources? Absolutely. If maybe people don't have that, like, is there a certain organization or is there a program that you would highly recommend if somebody maybe doesn't have that support in their corner? 100%. There's so many transgender help hotlines online. There are a lot of organizations But also the online community is a community in its own. When I first started my YouTube channel, I never knew that I started a community in my Mm -hmm. room with internet connection and a laptop. People who shared stories and could connect and share these personal things together. Yeah, that's amazing. That is the way that the internet works and social media. It can be such an amazing thing. I I do believe that there are some things out there that are destructive and damaging, but I think the way that it can bring beautiful things together is what we need more of. Finding that community, sharing like-minded people, bringing that all together. So I think that's really cool. Kind of trailing off of that, like as a society, how do you think that we can become more accepting to one another, especially now where especially when you go online, it does, there is a lot of conflict, like just people arguing over everything. Yes. You know, how do you think that we can just start to be more accepting of who we are? I believe people just need to sit back and sometimes just listen. I feel like a lot of people do a lot of talking. I feel like a lot of people just need to sit back and just open their ears and just be really patient. And it's okay to ask questions, ask questions, listen, and keep an open heart and mind. Speaking, you just said questions. I have a question for you. <laughs> As we're all learning and growing together, like what are a few expressions or things that you would divulge that person should never say to a trans person? What is super taboo? Help enlighten us here, Julie. Right. So first off, I think it's very important. If you're unsure about someone's sexual identity, it's always it's always nice and respectful to just ask like, hey, may I know what your pronouns are? before you just like make a judgment and just say something, it might hurt someone's feelings. So 
um, I think it's very important to respectfully ask and then people in the community will tell you, but also like, don't ask questions like, are you a man or are you a woman? Or do you still have a penis or do you still have a vagina? Like stuff like that. It's just like very abrasive and aggressive. It's like, it's none of your business. I don't need to tell you. I don't go around asking what what's between your legs. Just like, don't ask anything about private parts. Um, do you get that a lot? Yeah. Like back in the day, like, oh, so like, did you get the surgery yet? Or did you have a penis? I was self-conscious about like going out into the world and people talking. I can, I can physically hear them and see them. And it just made me so uncomfortable. People glaring around my crotch area to see like, does she have a bulge? Does she, what's going on there? I'm just like, leave me alone. (laughs) Privates are private for everyone. That's what I tell my kids. Privates are private. Yeah. Okay, so I recently saw on your Instagram something about the rail or the Rainbow Railroad. What is this and what's your involvement with this organization? Yeah, so the Rainbow Railroad is a nonprofit organization and they help members of the LGBTQ plus community to safety. So if someone's living in South Africa and they're facing some very terrible and horrific things to them, Rainbow Railroad will help them out of that situation and bring them into a safer place, basically relocating them into a safer place. Um, And they've helped so many people. I've actually known some people here in Vancouver who've been rescued. And it's such a great organization. And it's something that is very passionate to me. I recently met some of the people on a RW Co campaign, and they were just sharing their story. And it was just so inspirational. So for my birthday, I actually want to do a little bit of something. Don't buy me gifts. Please help donate to this organization. We need to help people who are less fortunate and privileged to safety. And when is your birthday so people know? July 28th. She is a Leo turning 30. Oh, the big 3-0, dirty 30. Watch out, Julie Boo. So everybody needs to save that date, July 28th. That is such a wonderful thing that you're doing. Will you have the link up on your Instagram and your other social media channels so people will know how to donate? Absolutely. It will be blasted all over my social media. So make sure you tune in, check it out, and please donate and help save a life. Yeah, absolutely. I'll make sure that I put that in the show notes of this podcast as well if you want more information on the Rainbow Railroad. We all see the beautiful, fearless, and confident Julie Vu, but is there anything that you're insecure about? Oh, goodness. I mean, I still get... I'm not perfect. I'm a human being at the end of the day. And obviously I do have some insecurities here and there. I do. I still have like that fear in the back of my mind that people still look at me with a side eye and say a couple things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's just like, I just want people to see me as a woman. And when people don't and they have doubts, it just like really messes up with my with my head. Because gender dysphoria is a very real thing. And so. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you because it's it's funny. Obviously, when I met you, I met you just as Julie. So that's just how I know you is the beautiful, amazing woman that we see today. And I honestly could not picture you anything else. Right. Like knowing you now, I'm like, no, this this is exactly who you were meant to be. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, girl. Break it down for, because I got a lot of mom listeners, okay? How do you always look so flawless? And where did you learn how to do your makeup so good? Because guys, 
I'm just going to share a little story in the Big Brother Canada house. I always tell people this because it's so funny. I don't know how to do makeup at all. Like I do okay, but Julie is flawless. And there was one time we were in the bathroom and we were getting ready. And Julie was sitting across from me and I am putting on my foundation with my fingers. Like I'm rubbing in my makeup with my hands and I could see your eye just like slightly twitching like, oh, no, 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 no. And I was like, I don't know what to do. So how did you learn how to do your makeup so beautifully? Yes. I guess I just made, made up for lost time growing up. You know, all the girls in my life were just doing makeup and I'm just standing there watching. So I owe it to my mom and my friends in high school, but also just practicing. I remember when I first started out transitioning, girl, my makeup did not look like how it does now. It was, I was a mess. A so that's hope for me. There is hope for me. <laughs> Yeah, a hot mess. And so definitely just like every day, just practicing and practicing. And I feel like as a transgender person, I have to try 10 times harder than a natural born female. Okay. So from start to finish, how long does it take you to be camera ready? Camera ready? Yeah. I can be camera ready in 30 minutes. I can be camera ready in 45 minutes. I feel like getting ready is like a process. You know, I have my music on, I'm replying to text messages, I'm looking at my Instagram. It's like a whole ritual. But if I didn't have any distractions and it was like, okay, get out of the shower and you get ready, I would get my makeup done in 40 minutes. That is amazing. I thought that took hours. <laughs> I feel like for me, to, for somebody to transform me into Julie Vu, it would take hours. No, natural beauty. Natural beauty. What's your biggest beauty secret that no one knows? Ooh. Tell us your tricks. I mean, if it's a secret, I can't really share it now, can I? Stop. <laughs> okay. okay, I just have a question for you. How do you under your under eyes? Like yes. what like do you have a special secret? Because you know, especially the moms that are listening, like we got bags, we got dark circles, like you just always look like you, you know, woke up from a 12 hour nap and look super right. refreshed. So is there a secret to brightening up the under eye area? There actually is. Um, I actually don't have any fillers under my eyes. I just want to just say that. I'm very okay. Of that. But it's just like layering of makeup. And it's important to have like a full coverage concealer. Okay. And do so- you, Do you prime it before? Yes. So prime, exfoliate, moisturize, and eye cream is always nice to depuff the under eyes. But then I just go with like a, like a, like a full coverage concealer- Go under the eyes, dab, dab, dab with a brush, and then you want to set it with a powder and then go over it again with like a lighter shade. And so it's all about layering. And when I say layer, it sounds like thick and scary, but if you apply it properly, it will not look cakey. It will not look thick and you will look great. Another good tip is color correcting. So if you find a color corrector under the eyes, it can really brighten up under the eyes. That's good to know. And I'm pretty sure they have like YouTube videos. Isn't yeah. there like a trick where like you look at the color of your veins and that helps determine what yeah, color correction you are or something? Right. Or there's like a color wheel. So you okay. look at a color wheel, um, you can just Google color wheel, skin color wheel, and then you just pick out which one and it's the opposite shade. And that's the color corrector that you want. There's purple, orange, green, just depending on what you want to correct. Oh, that is amazing. And speaking that we're talking about makeup, uh, you started your own makeup line, Deja Vu Beauty, which is amazing. What made you want to start this line and what can we expect in the future? So growing up, I've actually always 
wanted a product of my own. I remember in high school, I would have an empty jar and I would mix shampoo and lotion and I'd bring it to school. I've just always just wanted something on my own. And being in the beauty industry for so long, uh, as a consumer, I know what I like in a product. And so I actually started Deja Vu Lashes in 2017, where it was just lashes. And the theme was just pink, pink, pink. Um, and then did a lot of traveling. And so I couldn't keep up. And I just wanted to wait until I come with color cosmetics. And so in 20, when did we do Big Brother? 2021? Yep. So in 2020, I was actually thinking of coming out with Deja Vu Beauty. I already like formulated everything, did my research, did a lot of work. And then I didn't know if I would get on Big Brother or not. So I didn't go ahead with it. And so when I got along longer in the process, I was like, oh crap, I might be on Big Brother. So I might have to put this in the back burner and just wait. And so I did. And then I did Big Brother. I got out and I was like, girl, I thought I was going to be there till the end. Now I have three months ahead of me. What am I going to do? Right. And so I was like, I'm going to continue the process. I'm going to resume Deja Vu Beauty. And I just went full force. Yes. Which it probably leveraged right after coming off the show. It was actually probably yes. a good strategic plan that you weren't yeah, even thinking much. about. Um, and much. the makeup is wonderful. I absolutely Thank love you. the eyeshadow palette. There's a great yes. contouring palette. The lip gloss. Let's talk about the lip gloss because they oh, are all sold out. That's how amazing they are. But I wanted to bring up why they're sold out and just how ethical you are. Because what is it that there's a certain ingredient that's not available and you refuse to put out anything that doesn't yeah. have your stamp of approval? Right. Like Julie View is all about the quality. And mm -hmm. I, it's very important for me to, to share that with my customers because it has my name on it. It's my brand. And I don't want to give you guys a product that isn't good. My brand is vegan, cruelty-free, formerly without any parabens. And I just value that so much. And they're currently sold out. The formula is amazing. It is non-sticky. The color pigmentation is amazing. It smells good. It's not, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It really is. Sugar Baby is yeah. my favorite. I went to go get some the other day. I'm like, what's well, sold out? Yeah. <laughs> they're all sold out. When are they expected to come back? When can people get their lips all glossy within, again? Within a couple months. Oh, great. There might be one new special shade coming out, but yes, there's that. The restock will be in less than two months, but you can expect some more amazing products in the future. Yes. And did you see, so um, one of our castmates, Spicy V, she's so wonderful. She did a, a great YouTube interview with Aika Wong. Did you see Aika Wong gave you a huge shout out? Yes. Makeup. She was like, oh my God, I love it. It's so good. So I'm telling you guys, if it is good enough for Julie Vu and Miss Aika Wong, it is good enough for no, anyone. Yeah. <laughs> like those, those like this women to please. So they give the stamp like of approval. Is such a loyal customer. Like she orders so many. And she yeah. is gorgeous. And she is, you know, she is yes. picky. Like Aika is picky. Yes. She is. And I'm very happy to have her loving Deja Vu Beauty. So for people who want to start their own business or their own brand on a scale of one to 10, how hard is it to be an entrepreneur? Oh my goodness. It, it looks easy, but it is difficult. If you, especially if you're a one woman show, it's a lot of work. You got to do the marketing, you got to do the website, you got to do the shipping, everything. It, it's a lot of work, but if you are a strong woman that I know you are, you can get it done. Okay. Because women can do anything.
That is true. So when you say you're a one woman show, especially when you look at like the content that you push out, the products that you create, you are just doing this all on your own. So you don't sleep. I don't have a team. I don't have a manager. I don't have anyone. I just love doing everything myself, hands on. And I just love the story about Deja Vu Beauty because it's just me in my condo in these four walls and I'm doing everything here. And And I just love that. As someone who's constantly creating content, where do you get all of these ideas from and how do you stay creative? I think just growing up, I've always been just a creative person. Like I just, school projects, I would just go above and beyond. My mind doesn't stop thinking. I'm always finding inspiration from things, from people, and I'm just always motivated. And I'm just constantly brainstorming and thinking. I'm not going to lie. One of my favorite videos is when you took the audio of me and Spicy fighting on Big Brother. Oh my God. And you're you're in that robe and it is just so, I still love it to this day. It popped up. I had never seen it before. I think think you might've shared it as a memory, like the year anniversary. And I was like, oh my God, girl, I I think I watched it a hundred. I was roaring. It was so funny. You're so creative. You're so funny. I remember that day. Like I, hey, girl, me too. <laughs> girl, the live feeds. I was watching it the morning. I lived, slept. Like I just, the live feed was my life. Getting ready, hopping the shower. I just could not miss a single thing. I saw everything. I heard everything. I know she always says that to us. Just so you know, I saw and I heard every time I see you. Oh, yes. I heard everything. I'm too scared to be like, what did I say? I I remember remember you asking, like, oh, in that room with Kiefer, you're like, do you think Julie watches the live feeds? And I'm like, Tara, I'm watching right now. (laughs) I See, I thought I'm like, Julie Boo is so busy and fabulous. She is not watching us. Yes. Your job is online. Um, How do you stay so focused? And sometimes being online all the time can be super draining. Like how do you avoid that social media burnout and the comparison game when you're constantly online? You know what? It's natural for that to happen. It's like not realistic for someone to keep pumping out content. I've slowed down on a couple things, but it's okay to take breaks. I think it's important to know and to realize like you can't always be posting stuff and pumping out content. It's good to clear your mind, to take a vacation, take some time off and just, you know, come back to your thoughts. Mm -hmm. As an entrepreneur and a major social media influencer, what kind of advice would you give somebody that is looking to get into that profession that's just starting out and maybe building their own brand? Yeah, my advice is to find your niche, find what you're good at, be yourself, as cliche as that sounds, you know, people just want to see the authentic, real you that they can connect to. And so when you have this like, fake persona, it's hard for people to connect. So if you're yourself, turn up the volume a bit, and just kill it. Yeah. If you weren't doing what you do now, uh, what kind of career do you think that you would have? Ooh, I love helping people. I love helping people. I've always wanted to be a nurse, um, a nurse, a dental hygienist. Oh my God, you'd be the hottest nurse ever. <laughs> I literally just had a visual like in yes. the costume with the stethoscope, like, woo, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> already feels better. <laughs> <laughs> I love customer service, flight attendant, nurse, something, something in that field. Okay, all the sexy costumes. We got it. Yeah. 
As we're wrapping up, how important do you think it is? Because this podcast is about, you know, following your heart, staying true to yourself. How important do you think that is, especially now, uh, for people to stay aligned with who they're meant to be and to continue to persevere even when they feel like giving up? I always say you only have one life to live. And I never want to be 90 years old looking back at my life and saying, crap, I wish I would have done that. Or Mm -hmm. I wish I was this person. You only have one life. Don't make any regrets. Live your truth and never stop shining. Oh, I love that. I have like goosebumps. Yeah, (laughs) I totally agree with that too. And I think it also goes without saying, you know, we don't know how much time we have here if we're even lucky enough to make it to 90. So I think making every day count is super important for people to understand as well. What are things that you do to help keep such a healthy and positive mindset, to keep pushing through these barriers and building up that strength? Like what are things that you do for yourself? Because another thing that I talk a lot about is mindset and how important it is to work on your mindset. So what are some things that Julie Vu does to stay focused and sure of herself, even if at times it feels like the world is against her? First of all, I would say the block button is one of my best friends. Okay. Amen. (laughs) Yes. If there's any negativity online, I press the block button. It's pay no mind. They don't deserve my energy, my time. But I also think it's important to take time for yourself to reflect and to stay focused, whether that's going to the gym, that's dancing, to meditate. If something's being a nuisance or being negative to you, you need to navigate through your life and find your inner peace, whatever Mm -hmm. that may look like being with family, going dancing, going to the gym. And like lately this year, I've just been focusing on myself and I do not have time for negative energy. Like I honestly do not have time for that. Life is too short. 2023 is six months away, girl. Like I cannot have any negativity in my life. No, me. I really agree with that too, especially like our energy. We work really hard to build energy. Like when you just said those activities, you know, doing things to make you feel good, like working out or surrounding yourself with family and friends, getting creative, dancing, meditating. It takes a lot to build up this good energy. So I couldn't agree with you more that we should be a little bit frugal with the energy that we give away. And if there's an energy sucker or somebody who wants to bring down my vibe, I don't have time for that. So I think that's a great message to send to people is you are allowed to filter out what is not serving you in your life. And always the block button. (laughs) The block button. The block button. See ya. Wouldn't yes. want to be, yeah. Period. You've crossed so many things off your bucket list. What's next for Miss Julie Vu? I feel like I've done a lot of my life and I just like the next step would have a child. That's another great question. Do you want to have kids? I believe, Miss Julie Vu, you are single, right? Are we accepting applications right now? She's a single. For, She's all the, for all the singles out there, uh, do you want to have kids of your own? Absolutely. Like I love kids so much. I love, love, love kids. My little sisters are like my little child to me, but yeah, I'm that cool aunt right now that all the kids love, but I would love to be a parent one day and have kids on my own. Um, You would just be such a wonderful mom. You really are one of like the most, I'm not even pumping your tires, but just so like caring and genuine. So very thoughtful. Like everybody who knows Julie says that. So I can't wait for that journey if it happens in your life because I know you're just going to shine. Before we fully wrap up, you're the first guest, so you're going to be the first one who gets this question, but it's going to be a question that I ask every guest on the show before we wrap up. If you could tell your younger self one thing, what would it be? Oh my goodness. 
Oof, ooh, okay. Um, if I could tell my younger self something, probably during the darkest time of their life, I would say to hang on and to not lose hope because there were moments where I almost gave up. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, hold on. You're meant to be on this world for a reason. Mm-hmm. So keep pushing through and keep hope alive. Oh, I love that. And that is so good for people to hear because we do, we have these down. I love that you said there were really dark moments in your life where you wanted to give up. And could you just imagine if you did and we didn't have oh. all of this wonderful Julie Wu energy oh. into the world and the message that you share with people that is helping others. So if anybody is listening to this and maybe feeling themselves like it's a low moment, just remember, don't you don't know the big picture. The story is not done. It's just a chapter. So I love that. Yeah. I feel like when you hit rock bottom, the only way to go is up. Mm-hmm. Say that louder for the people in yes. the back. When you're at the bottom, there is nowhere else to go. So chin up, buttercup. Yes. Uh, well, Julie, thank you again for being on Better in the Second Half podcast. I love, there's nobody else that I would have wanted to be my first yeah. guest ever. And I'm so honored for letting me share a little bit of your story. Where can people find you online if they don't know already? And how can they stay connected with what you're up to? Oh, thank you, Tara. Yeah, you can do a simple Google search, Julie Vu. I'm on the internet. You can find me on Instagram at Miss Julie Vu or known as Princess Jewels on YouTube. Connect with me on social media. I would love to get to know all of you and share my story a little bit more. Yes. And again, I'm going to put in the show notes. I'm going to share more information on the Rainbow Railroad. As we said, Julie's birthday is July 28th. Leo, baby, dirty 30, no gifts. Let's (laughs) donate to this cause that is near and dear to her and make a very big difference. Yeah. And there you have it, folks, the one and only Miss Julie Vu. Again, thank you so much for being here. And to all of my listeners that are tuning in, be happy, be well, and as always, be better in the second half.